We appreciate all of you checking us out. And we've been away for a little bit. We did our bonus segment with uh, Greg Primus not too long ago uh, based on our fitness challenge. And, of course, uh, you know, he was the big winner. So congratulations to Mr. Greg Primus on on his his, uh, weight loss journey and success. But today we're back to our normal setting. We don't have Benita with us today. She is out uh, showing properties, doing real estate stuff. So... Hopefully she's writing a contract as we speak, <laughs> but we have a very special guest today. So every now and then um, we try to make sure that we bring you somebody who uh, has a very interesting story and who's achieving on a level that is, you know, somewhat unusual, right? We want to, we want to highlight and, and showcase people who are doing great things because I really believe that those same opportunities are out there for everyone who's trying to do this. But not everybody takes full advantage. Not everybody has the same work ethic. Not everybody uh, has the same belief structure. And so anytime we can bring somebody around that I think can inspire and uh, motivate others to do well. And everybody, you should never be out there trying to compare yourself to the next person. Comparison, uh, your your life, your journey is your journey, right? And what's for you is for you. But what I like for you to be able to always see is that those dreams that you have are most certainly possible. And so we we have a special guest today, Ruth Romero, who I just, I mean, I'm so fond of Ruth. Ruth is one of my favorite people. Uh, Mm -hmm. She's just a really good person, but she's also a really good, excellent uh, real estate agent. And it's because her big why, why she even got in this business really didn't have anything to do with money. She didn't jump in this to, to obviously she wants to make money. She wants to do well, right? <laughs> but that was not her motivation to become a real estate agent. She thought from the experience she had when she was buying a home that a lot of people who were in her position uh, were probably having experiences like she had just had, and it wasn't the best experience. She felt like she was uh, somewhat taken advantage of, not treated the same way that a, a person really should be treated. And she was like, you know what? I can I can do this, and I can make sure that others don't experience uh, what I experienced, that she wanted to give a high-quality experience to clients of all races, all backgrounds. Everybody should be treated a certain way. She has a standard for how she treats people. She has a, a tremendous work ethic, and Really, all of her clients love her to death because of that. And I really believe that is why she's doing what she's doing. Now, what we're going to also learn before she got her real estate license, she was in the hospital for four months paralyzed, right? And told by the doctors that she wouldn't be able to walk or relearn how to walk. In two, It was going to take about two years. And once you get to know Ruth's personality, as you will today, <laughs> Um, Ruth didn't have time to wait for two years, right? So uh, she, she began walking like a month after she got out of the hospital and was running and doing all that stuff pretty quickly because she had things to do. And so uh, without further ado, I want to welcome Ruth Romero of Monument Realty to our program. How are you, ma'am? Good. Thank you. I'll thank you for having me here. Very it's good. It's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about your story several mm-hmm. times just 
us I talking. Mm-hmm. And every time I say, hey, we need to do a podcast, I want people to hear from you directly uh, about how you do things. But first, let's 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 start with, now, Ruth, where are you from? Are you from Texas originally? I'm from El Salvador, but okay. I've been here since I was six years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Texas specifically? Houston. Houston. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Texas, yes. Very good. And your, your career... Because you've only been in real estate now for, in October, it'll be two years. Two years, yeah. And already in those two years, you've already sold 46 houses or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the average real estate agent, for those of you who don't know, uh, because a lot of you see Instagram and you see all these success stories, but uh, I'll let you in on something. The average real estate agent only sells probably somewhere between two in eight houses a year. So somebody who's closed 46 in less than two years is doing yes. some really, re- is blessed. blessed. Is blessed. That That's is, the that word. is correct. That's the word. That's the word. So <laughs> I'm going to go with your word, Ruth, is blessed, but also a phenomenal real estate agent, right? And so, Ruth, so you, you're doing all of that, but before you even got into real estate, mm-hmm. which is just almost two years now, mm-hmm. what were you doing before that? I was doing marketing. Okay. I was doing PPC, which is pay-per-click, so I was Google certified, uh, Yahoo being certified. So I was doing campaigns, you know, to go ahead and market all the other businesses. So that's what I was doing, and I loved it. Okay. And I was being a personal trainer. And a personal mm-hmm. trainer, yes. We can see you got your got your <laughs> arms out and stuff. When, you, when you're a personal trainer and you're good, you can be out there with your arms out and all that stuff. So even in the wintertime, Ruth is out there with <laughs> Ruth is sleeveless in the winter, right? Uh, and so you're obviously a very good personal trainer. Now, but your work ethic was, was crazy because you were really kind of training almost full-time mm-hmm. and doing your other job full-time. What was your schedule like? So I was doing I was doing uh, marketing from 6 a.m. to like 4.30, 4.35 p.m. And then from 5 to 9 or 10 p.m., I was doing personal trainer Monday through Friday. Right. And then I know how you are. Mm-hmm. I know after that was over, you were still doing other stuff because you can't seem to be still. Seem like you're always doing something. I mean, you have a son, too. So I have two kids. You have two kids. Two boys. Okay. I have two a boys. 24 and I have a 27-year-old. Okay, yeah. My life, my inspiration. Yes. Right. I have, the, right. I have them, too. So um, on the weekend, I was either, you know, involved in church or doing stuff with them. Before I decided to go ahead and start taking classes for real estate. When I decided to go ahead and do classes for real estate, I was doing the marketing from 6 a.m. to to 4 something. And then from 5 to 10, I was doing training. And then on the weekends, I was doing school from 8 to 5 p.m. So I was sleeping like about six hours a week. You were sleeping six hours a week. Yeah, I was sleeping like about six hours a week. And then, you know, if I had any extra time or something like that, I would go hiking, go do stuff. So energy was always there. Yeah. Energy is always there. But Mm -hmm. somehow, uh, for me, my energy would not have been there. I would not have been able to to do that. And I think that's what happened. My body just gave out and, you know, I went down with what the doctors called Guillain syndrome. So know. before we even get there, so mm-hmm. you'd start taking the real estate classes mm-hmm. uh, and you had finished the real estate classes. And then just before, had you finished the classes yet before I you got finished started? the classes? So I, I finished the classes and the only thing I needed to take was the pretest that okay. they offer at champions, you know, gotcha. the pretest. So I was, I was still needing to take that. Okay. 
when all that craziness happened. Okay. Yeah. So the craziness that we're talking about, mm-hmm. walk us through that. Tell us how the craziness starts. What What is the first thing that happens here to you and then where it led? Yeah, so I started, you know, so <laughs> it was just a regular day. And I decided to get up. When I tried to get up, my leg, my right leg was a little bit like losing strength. So I couldn't really step on it. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go to the doctor and see what was going on. And she told me, well, you probably pull a muscle while you were working out, which I thought it was, it made sense, Mm -hmm. you know, working out so many hours. So it makes sense. So she gave me muscle relaxers. Okay. Went home. The following day, I get up to go ahead and work. And, you know, I used to type like about 80 words per minute because, you know, that's, that was my job. Sure. I get up, my hand was just stiff, couldn't move it. So I told my manager, I said, hey, I, I think there's something going on. Yeah, you think, right? right. <laughs> I think there's something going on because I can't move my hand. He said, you know, go to the ER. You know, so I went to the ER with my son. You know, we were walking. We uh-huh. went walking into the hospital. We, okay. You know, so making fun of myself because, you know, it's probably because I'm getting old that this is happening. Sure. You know, it happens. And then um, throughout the day, I was losing a strength on my right side. So they, they've admitted you into, or at least they're observing you. Yeah. I don't know if you've been all the way yeah. admitted yet. Yeah. But, but during this whole time, now you're starting to lose strength. Yeah, on my whole, on my right side. Okay. So, you know, before I got to the hospital, I called my mom because, you know, you have to call your mom for prayers because right. you never know. Without a doubt. Yeah, so I called her and told her, it's probably nothing, but I'm going to the hospital because, you know, this and that is going on. She called my brother, and my brother was like, hey, you know, there is a thing that is being caused by the uh, vaccine, the COVID vaccine, that you get paralyzed, and it's called Guillain-Barre syndrome. Make sure you mention that to the doctors. Okay. So I went to the hospital. I was there. I think I got there like about 10 a.m., you know, and it was like about maybe 5 p.m. And they still didn't know what was going on with me. Okay. You know. But you're steadily getting worse. They, oh, yeah. By the day. By by the every hour. I was losing control of my body little uh-huh. by little. So by the end of the night, I had no strength on my right side. I couldn't move it at all. Couldn't okay. move it. Couldn't move it at all. By the following morning, neck down out completely out so you can't move right neck down you can't move can't move can't move at all so what are you thinking how freaked out are you at this point i was used to do everything i was i was in a challenge to go ahead and do three thousand push-ups for that month okay three thousand push-ups i was like i was doing like about 150 push-ups per day right go from there to not being able to move to me was like what is going on? Right. And the doctor said that I was lucky because some people that get that illness, they actually go out completely for like about three months. But my physical condition was so, you know. Good that uh, it, it yeah, kind of helped it you. Kinda, yeah. My lungs were strong enough to go ahead and keep me, you know, breathing and I didn't need any assistance with that. But for an hour, though, I felt like it was coming all the way. Really? So, so I told my son, you need to go home. Because I have been their hero for the longest time, and I didn't want them to see me that way. I was like, there's no way I'm going to go ahead and let them see me like this. No way. No way. So I told him, you go home. I'll stay here. I'll keep you posted. What? So, yes, so what is he, what is he gonna, saying? Oh, I was not going to let my son see me like that after I've been their hero for so long. Like, mom can do everything. And 
for them to see me like I can't move to me was like oh my god I was feeling so defeated I was feeling like a horrible horrible so he went home when I felt like it was coming over my you know like I I could feel it I couldn't move and I was like I told the nurse I said can you please call my kids because I thought that was gonna be the end I was like it's gonna be okay so you told her to call your kids to say what to say, hey, <laughs> it was lovely being your mom. <laughs> really? I, did you, what? It was an ugly. It, now, it, the, okay. that, now, tell me the nurse didn't do that, though. What no, is she it? called my kids. Yeah, she called my kids. Though? And I told them, hey, you know, things are not looking good. You know, I might not be able to talk to you, but you can come tomorrow and ask for me and get information. You know, because I didn't know what was going to happen the following day. Oh, now this is also during COVID and stuff. Yes. So were they not able? So once they left, they were kind of out, right? Yes, yes. So they, I was lucky enough that one of them was taking care of, well, mainly one of them was taking care of me, you know, during the day and the okay. other one at night. Uh-huh. But I couldn't get any more visitors. That right. was it. Okay. You know, so I, I was I was afraid that I didn't know what was going to happen the following day. Yeah. Because I was losing control. I was losing movement. And and forget about the movement, not being able to move. My body felt like it was on fire. It, the pain was horrible. It was horrible. It was so like it, it was, uh, so when you say it was it on was fire. Burning, it was burning, burning sensation. Like my, I, I was burning alive. That was the, that was the pain. So what are they? So they, so they did say it was that syndrome, right? And what's the yes, syndrome they again? Did, the Guillain-Barre syndrome. Okay. Yeah, GB, GBS. GBS. Okay. A lot of people they know it by GBS because I I have met and have talked to several people, you know, and I'll, it was an experience that you know at the beginning I was thinking and I and I pray and I was like, really, are you letting this happen to me? Because we have certain communication. Right. You know, right. right. all have a relationship, we have right? A relationship right. that you know, you, you know how I talk to you, you know. So, <laughs> so I was like, really, are you letting this happen to me? Really, like it. Sure. It hasn't been enough. Like I, you know, it's like ah, complaining. That's what you do when things are going right. wrong. The first thing you think about is complain, right? Right. So the first week that I was there in the hospital, I was like, oh my god, just take me, just. My kids are grown, you know, over 20 years old. I was right. like, they don't need me anymore. They know how to take care of themselves. Just, just take me. Just take me. Following week after my treatment, the treatment was blood transfusion and plasma exchange. Okay. Every day. The treatment was like about two to three hours. Okay. Okay. And the last day of the treatment, my body couldn't take it. I went from 139 pounds to 112 in two weeks. Goodness. My muscles were gone. Everything was gone. I look like a 90-year-old lady. I'm 50. <laughs> I look like a 90-year-old lady. Like, I, you know, it was just horrible. So the first week I was like, oh, my God, just, just take me every day. The pain was awful. Like, I hate medicine, but I was crying for them to give me medicine. And so was the medicine not doing anything <clears throat> for that? Or what was it? It was, but, it, but sometimes, you know, you get some special nurses that they don't take care of their patient. If they don't give, if they were not giving me the medicine on time, mm-hmm. I was in a lot of pain. Gotcha, because it's I one of those things you couldn't get, you couldn't get behind. Exactly. If it, right. Exactly. So I was, I was in so much pain that first week, the second week too, but the second week my attitude changed. You know, I was like, you know what? <clears throat> if this is gonna help me to go ahead and help somebody else, just go ahead and help me get through it. 
All right. So how does the attitude change? I know with you being such a strong believer and your, but what, was there anything you can point to that changed your attitude on that? You know what? I'll, I think, and it's, and it's crazy because they say that everybody has a calling, right? right? Everybody has a calling. Sure. And I, like, I don't know, you heard my son singing. He sure, has yes. an amazing voice. Yes. I'm like, you know, I've been going to church since I was a little girl and I'm like, I don't know how to preach. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do what's my calling. I always felt like my calling was to help people because uh-huh. I feel so much passion when I help people. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I feel like I just ate like my best food ever, my favorite place, just, you know, when I help someone. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh-huh. So that second week, I noticed that, you know, everything changed, and I was like, okay, just like that. I was like, if this is gonna help me to help others, because I was I was I was listening to the stories of other the nurses were telling me about other people that you know, I it was it was I was afraid because they told me you know some people they never recover and I have met people that never recover. Mm-hmm. You know there was a I know a story for um, there's a realtor that she got it and she's been paralyzed from waist down. You know, and she went to show a house like that to one of her clients, mm-hmm. and they ended up asking for somebody else because they don't want her to help. Oh wow! And she got depressed. Mm-hmm. She got depressed. You know, and she she doesn't want to talk to anybody. She doesn't want to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 stressful. It's 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 painful because the pain is there. The pain doesn't go away. But it was the attitude. It was just, the, I, I guess, just the, the, the wanting to go ahead and help other people and talk to other people. And and I believe that God has us here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think mine was to go ahead and help other people. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's my calling. So that's what changed my attitude. This is going to help me, then help me to get through it. You never know. Right. So you end up in the hospital during that stretch for four months. Mm-hmm. And... Is this also including rehabilitation time? Or yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. So at what point did you get to, because you, you, you told me that the doctor said, hey, look, this is probably something that you're not going to figure out how to learn how to walk again until yeah. for two years. I tried every night. <clears throat> I tried every single night when my kids were sleeping. I tried to move and it hurt. It hurt so bad. But I tried to move it. I tried to move it. I tried to move. And doctors were always Ruth. Because they, they were like, everything you need to do is going to be here on the bed. I was like, sure. So I used to tell my kids, hey, put me in the bathroom. They're going to have no choice but to come and get me. <laughs> you know, so that was my attitude. Right. I'm like, you're not going to have a choice but to, you know, come and get me. Right. I'm here already, so you have no choice. Come and get me. So <laughs> I was always, you know, doing that. And I started moving little by little. And I remember the first time that I was able to get up and okay. stay next to the bed. My son was sleeping, and I was like... Josh, because my voice, I didn't have voice either. Okay. I was like, Josh. And then. You had to be the worst patient. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. You had to be. Because I, I, I'm sure you were just hard-headed and just did whatever was, you wanted. I was. The doctors were so mad at me every <laughs> single day. Because after I moved, after I moved, I tried to walk. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, and there yeah. were so many bruises. They were like, Bruce, where is this bruise coming from? You should know. You're my doctor. I mean, why are you asking me? I don't know. And they look at my kid. Yeah. Yeah. She tried it again, <laughs> you know, because I tried right. to walk. Okay. I'm like, I was not going to stay in bed. No. Heck, no. <laughs> okay. So then, so you're, you're ahead, uh, way ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. And when do the doctors finally say, okay, all right, Ruth, yeah, because we know we can't control mm-hmm. you. So 
Let's let's start doing this. Let's start doing some rehabilitation and all that. Mm-hmm. How long did it take for you to get to that point? I think it was like about three months after I had the yeah, I okay. had the illness. You know, I started moving and it was awful. They had me doing squats and I was crying because I couldn't move. But I, that, but like, I know you. You kept doing them even though you were crying. I, yeah, you kept yeah. on doing it. I was like, but it, it was so disappointing though. To me, it was disappointing that, you know, I'm, I was so used to do 150, 200, you right. know, and without a problem. And I've been able to do one. Right. I was so disappointed and I was like, you know, and I kept on looking at my kids and I was like, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, it, th- yeah, that was their face. Right. Like, like, what? Like, what are you what? talking what about, exactly? mom? I mean, you yeah. know, look at you. Like, they were so amazed with my progress, sure. you know. And even when I went home, you know, when I went home, we have a we have a bike, right? And I used to, so I had no control over my body, right? If if I was laying in bed, they had to go ahead and tie my legs because they were like all over the place. I had okay. no control over my legs, no control over nothing, uh-huh. you know. They they had to go ahead and put me on the bed. They had to go ahead and feed me. They had to go ahead and do all that. So I remember the first time that you know I told my kid, "Hey, sit me on the bike," and he's like, "To do what?" Right. I'm like, just sit me there and tie me up, tie me up. <laughs> so he did, he did, he, but he was taking care of me. But I mean, I started just moving one leg at a time, one uh-huh. leg at a time, one leg at a time until you know, I was able to do it by myself. Yeah, and so I had a lot of accidents. Yeah, yeah oh, I'm sure a lot of bruises. But as you were doing that, you were taking you you were slowly taking back control of your. Yeah. your body yeah. through through movement and obviously building up muscle mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. um and so when do you think you finally got to the point where you were in control enough to where you could start doing stuff on your own when i decided to let me see if i can run yeah. <laughs> poor kids yeah man your sons man golly when so you decide you <laughs> i was like let me let me go you know let me so i told him i'm gonna go walk at the park like okay, walk right. Yeah, I have the I have the wheelchair right here, so don't worry about it. I'll be okay. Got ready, and the park was so beautiful. I was like, oh my god, I haven't done this for so long. Okay, so you in the, the so they take you in the wheelchair, and y'all are gonna get up, and you're gonna you're gonna take a few steps, right? Okay, so yeah, please, I keep, please I continue. Keep, this. I keep thinking of Forrest Gump, you know, when right. Say, <laughs> right? When he broke it, out of the right. broke out of the braces and run for it, like this feels good. <laughs> I felt like I was like my legs were gonna give out, but uh-huh. I was able to run a mile, and I was so proud of myself. That was that was something else. You so know? you get out of the wheelchair, take a mm-hmm. few steps, mm-hmm. and then at what point do you I start started walking? I started walking. I walked one round, which was quarter of a mile, okay. and then I was like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. You know, let me go ahead and try it little by little. Right. So I started running and and. But listen to what you're saying. Let me try it little by little. Yeah. But I mean, little by little means like maybe next tomorrow I'll come walk a little no, bit more. No, 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 Yours, no, your, no, your no. little by little is no, on the, s- the same day. <laughs> I, I'm here. Might as well do it. You know, you're gonna know if you can do it or not. I mean, why wait? Why wait? I mean, you're already here, so might as well do it. So you, you know? run successfully without falling down mm-hmm. and hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then. Then I went to the doctor for the follow up. Okay. And then um, I gave away my wheelchair. So when he saw me, he's like, um, you Ruth? I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, where's your wheelchair? I said, I gave it away. Did you need it? Because I'm not going to be needing it. <laughs> You're like, so, why are you asking me about yeah, this? Yeah, he's who? like, you're not supposed to be walking. He said, I'm like, says who? 
Right. You know, because I think that's that's what happens sometimes that doctors tell you, you can't do this and you get it in your mind that you can't do it because somebody else, you have to go and try it. You have to get up and try it. Right. One thing I learned when I was in the hospital I, while I was, you know, not able to move was that I remember the days that I used to get home really tired and I was like, oh, I just want to stay in bed all day and you know, I don't want to move. I just want to be here. And when I was in the hospital, I, I wish I had the strength to move just one finger. Right. Just one finger. I'd be happy with just moving one finger. You know, and I was like, wow, the opportunities we waste right. sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this whole experience mm-hmm. obviously reinforces some things you already knew. That you're, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, nothing is ever promised. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we, we have to move like, hey, there's, there's no tomorrow promise, right? So why, why not do today mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. available for us to do today? That, yeah. that seems to always be your attitude. Mm-hmm. And to go do it all out. You're not a, you're not a half-stepping type person. And I think that's what we kind of see in your clients or hear from clients that you work with. Mm-hmm. They love your passion and your, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do this, do right? So yeah. you, you, you're going to hold the hand, but you're gonna, you, y'all going all the way through this. It's right. not like we're going to take, right. we, we're not trying. We're going to do it. Right. Because, right? you know, some clients are afraid to go ahead and move into that first step. You know, well, you know, I know my credit is not good. Hey, let's talk to a lender. Let's go ahead and find out where you're at. That way you can go ahead and start working on it towards that. You know, right. it doesn't matter how long it takes, but at least you already know where you're at. So go ahead and get that information from those. Don't just be guessing if you're there or not. Find out where you are. Right. And then and if and if there is an obstacle there. It's work on it. That's right. So yes. so what? So yeah. that's an obstacle that we have to now overcome. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them I'm going to be here every step of the way. And there's no doubt about that. It if is it no doubt. If it takes a year, if it takes, it, it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be here. If you have any questions, you let me know. Because, I mean, there is no point of not knowing, you know. You need to go ahead and do it. Right. You need to go ahead and find the, find out what's going on so you can start working on it. Right. You can just be guessing, well, because my credit is not good. Well, because I don't make enough money. Well, because this and that. Find yeah. out. Right. With a professional. A professional can tell you. Correct. And if you have that information available to you, why not take advantage right. of it? And if you have the person, which is me, right. available <laughs> to help you, why not? Right. Why not? You know, and I know a lot of uh, realtors don't work with people that are not pre-approved and all that. And that's why sometimes they don't want to talk to us. But, I mean, if we don't educate those people, who's going to do it? Absolutely. And guess what? They have families that if they see the way you work with them, they're going to go ahead and tell their family, you know what, this realtor, because I had one client telling me, you know what, Ruth, you're the only realtor that actually told me, hey, don't worry if you're not pre-approved yet, okay? Let's go see a house so you can get a feeling of what it is to go see a house. That's, and she said, you know, that inspired me to right. go ahead and, and, and get into a house, just the experience of looking for a house. She referred me like about three clients. Of course. And because what you do, <clears throat> and you do this better than most, is you develop genuine relationships with yeah. these people. 
I tell them I want to be for th there for their quinceañeras, their uh, everything. Right. You know, I try to go ahead and make them my friends, not just not just my one thing, one day transaction or one month transaction. No, no, no. I w I, w I want to be involved on everything. Actually, I'm going to baby shower this weekend. You know, of one of my clients mm -hmm. and. It, to me, it's such an honor. Sure. You know, and I always joke around. I want to be the realtor. Hey, and when I say hi to the little kids, I'm like, hey, I'm your realtor. Did yeah. you know that? Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm probably not even going to be alive by then, but, you know. Well, knowing you, you'll be alive. But just by the people that are around and listening to you that you're a realtor and they didn't know, oh, you're a realtor. You know, I don't do marketing on social media. You know that. Mm -hmm. You know that. And I've been blessed with that many transactions without doing marketing right. on social media. Which which is amazing. So and but here's what's happening: the marketing that you're doing is through the equity that you're building in relationships. And so let me, while I'm saying that, so I'll make sure I give Johnny Collins credit for that. So on Good Morning Monument today, we had Johnny Collins from Community National Title was on, and he referenced building equity in relationships. And so what happens is, as you're building equity through being significant in the lives of all these people and, uh, and, and your empathy and your care for them that builds up this, this, this equity that mm -hmm. they then use to make sure that you're good. So mm -hmm. they're like, Hey, Ruth has been so great to us. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about buying a house, selling a house, whatever, that's who you need to go to. And mm -hmm. so because you've done that in so many lives, mm -hmm. it just keeps multiplying. It's a multiplying effect. And even though you don't use social media, Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we're trying to make you use, uh, we're going to force to happen. I know you are. Yes. Are. Uh, those people that you help use social media. Mm -hmm. And so they're able to promote you oh, yeah. without you even promoting yourself. And yeah. that is, that's actually the best form of promotion, oh, yeah. right? Is that somebody who's genuinely um, been impacted by you and feel so strongly about you, mm -hmm. recommend you to other people. And so, it's a great thing, and that's yeah. how you get to forty six transactions, and you're not even two years in the business. So I have a I have a client, mm -hmm. client friend. Uh -huh. He every time, and and it was funny because yesterday that I met with you know Robert, sure. he was telling me it looks like this guy has like some kind of uh, notification when you post something because as soon as you post something, he's reposting it to his page. Uh -huh. Having clients and friends like that, sure, awesome. Like Absolutely. every time that I post about a closing. He reposts that immediately. Right. That's a blessing. Right. That's a blessing. It is. It is. And so here's the thing, too. And a lot of people are, um, and, I, and you, you've always struck me as this, too, because you, you don't like to pat yourself on the back. You're not going to do that. You're not going to be one say, hey, look at me. I did this, did all that. And I get it. That's cool. But me and Marcella, we're going to do all the <laughs> back padding and we're gonna, we gonna push you out there because uh, you guys have been big supporters i mean like like oh my god I, I i have no words to say thank you to both of you you've been there for me so many times when like i don't know what to do <laughs> like, I, I thank you i want to take this opportunity to say thank you no 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 it's, it's our pleasure and you know obviously uh robert who who is your the the, the gentleman who brought you over to, to monument he's been great too and so yeah. it's just we, we we can recognize special oh yeah people is, and we yeah. want to make sure that special people people get to know who you are because oh, yeah. because of your uniqueness and being special there is something that you can do to enrich the lives of those that you encounter and so mm -hmm. 
it's, it's important to us to make sure, especially with you representing Monument. Monument mm-hmm. is made up of people who are the Monument, the people we try to bring to Monument. We want exceptional people who can create exceptional experiences for those out there who are buying and selling houses, mm-hmm. not just buying and selling houses, but just anybody you come in contact with. Mm-hmm. We want people to leave any experience with somebody like Ruth, of course, for the better. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm better because I know Ruth. Mm-hmm. And so and that's not a that's not an easy thing to find. And so when you find somebody like you, you want to make sure that, hey, people get to experience that. Because I've, I've heard I listen to how you talk to clients. I listen to how you bring people up who, for whatever reason, assume that they can't do something mm-hmm. or they I can't I can't buy a house. And you're like. Why not? And then you then you quickly go through it, and you're like, of course you could. You mm-hmm. you make the income. You do this. You do that. Let's let's make it happen. And you know, it it sucks. You had to go through that, but the Lord know knew how much you could handle, right? But really, I don't see it like it sucks that I okay. went through that. I think it was it was a way of God humbling me. Okay. Maybe I was feeling like Wonder Woman, like okay. I can do everything, and I think it was His way of telling me, hey. Slow down. Gotcha. Slow down, you know, and you learn from every experience. Uh-huh. You learn. So to me, if there is there is no negative experience, no, it's a learning experience. Okay. You know, so to me, I'm glad that I went through that. Okay. Heck yeah. It helped me to appreciate people. It helped me to appreciate every opportunity of moving that you get every morning. Right. Your body's moving. Get up and work. Do something. Make a change. Yeah. You know, make yeah. a change, yeah. do something. Well, and it's, uh, now, and that's an amazing viewpoint. Now, I do believe a lot of it is because of your faith in mm-hmm. your relationship with God mm-hmm. uh, that you can see that mm-hmm. as as a positive. And, mm-hmm. and the end result and what it has meant for a lot of the people that you come in contact with, mm-hmm. it is a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think it takes a certain level of maturity to be able to see that mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Well, because if I, if I see it as a negative thing, I'm going to get you. I'm supposed to be seeing a counselor like twice a, a week, uh, twice a month. Okay. Because, you know, because this illness is supposed to make me feel depressed. Right. But who has time for that? <laughs> no, you don't, obviously. Who has time for that? Oh, that uh, if, I, if I'm at home feeling depressed, that's a customer that is not a buyer. <laughs> <laughs> Who right. has time for that, you know? Or someone else that needs some other kind of help. Right. You know, I feel like when I was in the hospital, it helped me to also help my clients from, you know, I teach classes at mm-hmm. a fitness center. Right. You know, it also helped me to go ahead and understand, you know, understand them better, right. you know, and help them better. So to me, it was an experience that I had to go through because it made me a better trainer. Right. It made me a better person. It made me a better human being. You know, I just, and, and, and it made me see how great the God that I have is. Sure. You know, like if I was having doubts, well, I was like, hey, who's the main now? Right, there you <laughs> go. Right. Without so a doubt. it helped me in so many ways. Right, and it's such an encouraging story because that's not, um, you know, I hate to even think about it if I were in that uh, position. Let me tell you, I tell people I'd rather have 20 more kids than going through that again. <laughs> Okay, and having kids is not easy. Okay, so not he was he, my goodness, it it brings tears to my eyes every time that I think about what I went through. Wow, 
Wow. It does. But at the same time, I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, and and again, I think I think that is the thing that makes you so you're an exceptional person anyway. But I'm sure all of those kind of life lessons, they all just kind of build upon each other to mm-hmm. make you even more of what was already in you, right? Mm-hmm. And so um I, I think it's I think it's amazing. And so Thank as you. far as it you know, I wanna make sure that we leave everybody with with this. Um because you have a certain philosophy in how you deal with clients and what what you what the experience is like. So, if there's anybody out there right now who's listening to you and they say, "Well, shoot, Ruth, I, you know, I've been thinking about this, but I'm scared," or, you know, "I'm I'm a single mom and I don't know if I can do this," what what is that piece of advice that you would That's, give to them? What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that could happen? For them to say no. For them to give you information on what the next step is. What is wrong with that? Right. Move forward. Right. Right. Do something. Right. Don't be scared. <laughs> right. And and so no right now is not a period. It no. can simply be a comma. Yes. And it's something that no there's a reason it's no right now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something that needs to be Find handled. Right. Find out why. Find and out why it's a no and work on that no to be a positive. Right. And the cool thing about working with you is that you're like, okay. No is simply, okay, no tells us where we need to go. Yeah. No tells us, okay, it's directing us to what needs to happen. And it means that you're going to have me with you every step of the way. Right. It's a win-win situation. <laughs> Without you know? a doubt. So just like even with, even with those clients you have for your physical training, I know they're like, good Lord, I got to. Yeah, like Ruth is gonna push me and push it's me. A, it's a it's a hate love relationship <laughs> kind of thing, you know. Oh, oh, she's she's the trainer today. I'm gonna go home. <laughs> it's a it's a love hate relationship without a doubt. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but you're pushing people mm-hmm. uh, out of love, out of passion for wanting to see yeah. them be their best yeah. and achieve their best. And you know what? how important it is for somebody to, to grow up in, in their own home, in their own environment where they have control of that. And so because you're so passionate about what home ownership can mean for a family and for their financial future and all that, that your your passion for it uh, is obvious it, and, it, mm-hmm. and it is, it's transferable, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're talking to somebody who is kind of like, eh, I think so, once you get to talking to them and they experience you, that, that, transfers to them they want to do this they yes. want to make this happen yeah. and as long as they have somebody like you who's on their side it ends up happening yeah don't give up don't give up i mean um i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and, and tell you something that happened to me after i said you know hey if if you want me it, you know if it's something that if I'm here to go ahead and help somebody else, just help me get through it. I promise you I will tell this testimony to whoever I come in contact with. You know, mm-hmm. that came back to bite me. Because I had one of my clients, she works um, in a technical school. Okay. And she's one of my clients. Uh-huh. I had, had been working with her for a year. Okay. And she got, the you know, discouraged because, you know, the the market was not, she's like, I, I need to go ahead and take a break. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. So we got back in contact and then she's like, hey, Ruth, I need someone. I need a, uh, a speaker at the school because, you know, uh, there's going to be some, you know, we need a motivated speaker. I'm like, okay. uh, I'm a realtor. Right. I hate to get in front of cameras. I hate to go out and do public speaking. I 
I'm afraid to go Spanglish. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm afraid to go Spanglish. I'm like, no, 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 no. So she's and and I told her, look, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna find a speaker for you. If I can't find a speaker for you, then I'll do it. Okay. And then she said, okay, but let me just tell you, God told me that I needed to tell you. I'm like, I'll find a speaker for you. So I found the speaker for them. Okay, but I gave them the wrong date, and I didn't notice until like a day before. I was like, oh. So you had to go I to ended up doing it. And when she told me it was the school, I was like, oh, it's going to be little kids. No, the youngest was like about 27 years old. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I, I was like, <laughs> okay, I do it. So when I did the speech, I was talking to so many people, and I was telling them the experience that I had, and that it's important not to give up on yourself. Have faith. Have faith. Right. You know, faith can take you places that you have no idea. You know, so I was telling them about my experience and all that. And like about four of them came and talked to me after that, that their family members had that illness and they wanted them to talk to me. Really? I was like, hmm. I see what you're doing. Right. <laughs> you know? right. So it was it was such an amazing thing to me because I was able to go ahead and help somebody else. Right. You know, and and in a way he was he was making me accountable. You said you were going to talk to yep. people, so yeah, do it. There it you is. Know? So to me that was that was amazing. It was amazing. That's why that experience to me it wasn't kind of a negative thing. It was a positive thing because I didn't know this was going on. I didn't know this illness was out there. And I've been able to talk to so many people. Oh, that is, is amazing. And at the same time, I let them know that I'm a realtor. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's a win-win situation. Absolutely. Know? It's all about your attitude. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Ruth, can you uh, share with everybody how to reach you if they want to talk to you about uh, making home ownership a reality or selling a home or whatever? Yes. My phone number is 214-681-1645. And I know realtors don't supposed to say this, but I'm available in English and Spanish 24-7. <laughs> now, yeah, and don't, don't push her on it because she would be there. <laughs> if you called at 3 in the morning, she would yes. find a way to answer that. <laughs> But, you know, just you try to use business hours or something close to it. But yeah. she is somehow available all the time. And she's, again, just an exceptional person. We love Ruth Thank Romero. You. and. We're so happy to have her here with us at Monument Realty, and we're so glad you all joined us today. And if you like today's episode, definitely like, subscribe. What am I supposed to say? Dang, I'm going to remember this one day. I'm supposed to say like, subscribe, and do what else? Oh, and comment. <laughs> comment on this and share it with other people, y'all. We, we we certainly appreciate the support of all of you who, who check out Good, uh, Good Morning Monument, who check out the Al Heron Talks podcast. And, uh, and we, we look forward to, to being back with you again soon. Thank you, and y'all have a great day. Thank you.